Hey everybody, this is John Fusco, and you're listening to the No Film School Podcast. Jim Cummings' career is a case study in DIY filmmaking. His short film, Thunder Road, redefined the path of a festival award winner. After earning the grand jury prize at Sundance, the short took the internet by storm, bringing Jim and his crew ample exposure and a shot to turn their project into a feature. One would think that having a viral grand jury prize winning short would be enough to attract the attention of some major studios. But despite the fact they had a whole 15 minutes of the film they could show off right away, Jim and his producing partner Ben Weissner could not get any big bites from investors. So they took matters into their own hands. The self-produced and largely crowdfunded feature version of Thunder Road premiered at South by Southwest earlier this year, where it, guess what, won the grand jury award for best feature. Now Jim and Ben want to share the knowledge they've learned over the course of their experience with young filmmakers across the world. And to do so, they've launched a short to feature lab in Malibu. We asked them to give us a rundown of what applicants can expect, as well as the skills that they think every filmmaker interested in controlling the entire life of their film should know. Jim is an exceptionally busy guy these days, so he recorded this podcast in LA with one of his producers. Unfortunately, you won't be hearing my voice anymore on this episode, so without any further delay, I'll let him take it from here. Hi, my name is Jim Cummings, and I'm a filmmaker from New Orleans, Louisiana. I made a short film called Thunder Road, which we turned into a feature recently, and I'm also the co-creator of the Short to Feature Lab, which we're hosting in Malibu this year. The lab is meant to help 10 filmmakers turn their short films into a feature. I'm doing it with my co-creator, Benjamin Wiesner, who has helped me to turn a bunch of shorts into features before. And we are doing it because we realize that there aren't many opportunities for young people to turn their shorts into features. A lot of people want to be able to do that, but may not have the tools to do it themselves or realize that they have to. And I was asked by No Film School to answer some of y'all's questions, and I'm going to do it. I also am going to make some really great jokes at the expense of John Fusco. Thank you so much. Uh, ben Wiesner couldn't be here today uh, because he is producing a feature of Danny Madden's in Atlanta, Georgia, and they're shooting in August, so he's doing pre-production right now, so he couldn't be here, so it's just going to be me. So some of these questions don't work, but it's okay. We're going to make it work. Uh, what was the first question? How do you know each other? I know Ben because we produced a bunch of animations and features together over the last eight years. Ben went to my college, Emerson, in Boston, but I never met him. And he majored in poetry, and I majored in film. That's a train going by. You ever do that when you're listening to a podcast and then you hear something and you're like, is that in my world or is that in theirs? That was a, that was a train in my world. Um, yeah, I met Ben about a year after I graduated working on one of Danny's short films called Confusion Through Sand. This is when I was an animation producer, uh, which I never went to school for and was never trained for and had no idea what I was doing, but I was good on the phone, and so I asked for free paper from companies, and I scheduled out live-action shoots for reference and worked on a bunch of movies with my best friends and made some cool stuff. How many films have you worked on together? Too many. Shit. Uh, how many... How many movies have I worked on with Ben? 
how do I know Ben? How many movies have I made with Ben? I made too many movies with Ben. I made seven features with Ben and maybe more, and then a bunch of music videos and viral things. And Ben has been a producer and editor of all of our stuff for the last eight to ten years and now manages me and a few other people and um, has kind of created this studio between all of us to help people make their dreams come true, make movies. What events in my career led to us wanting to make this lab? We wanted to create this lab because we didn't have a whole lot of help turning our short film into a feature, and we had successful short films. We were doing pretty well, and we were thinking about all the people who don't have that privilege. And, you know, we spent seven months going all around Hollywood trying to get people to help finance the short film of Thunder Road, and nobody wanted to for whatever reason. That's fine. Um, and we just thought that the market was stupid and that we should just do it ourselves. And so we did and had a little bit of success doing that. And we realized that we developed this toolbox to be able to make more stuff. And now we're this studio. And what about all the people who didn't get into film festivals, who have great stuff that is just too long and couldn't be programmed or is just, I don't know, just not um, perfect? And so we wanted to create this lab for people to help them out in ways that we couldn't. It was one of those moments um, where you realize you're the one that has to do something. Like, um, we were like, you know, why, you know, why isn't anybody helping people turn their short films into features or like with this great short film into a feature? It's like, oh, no, that's us. We're the ones that have to do that. We're the ones who actually care about this. Um, yeah, that, that moment happened for us and we just realized that we could be making or helping people make 10 feature films instead of just the three we're working on right now. The mission of the lab is to help people and encourage them to make a feature film. It's a very daunting task and going from short to feature, you spend all this time making a short film because it's all the money you have to make something and you put your time and heart into something and plays a few film festivals and you hope that somebody's going to be there in the crowd to appreciate it and encourage you to make something else or connect you to the right people and that just doesn't happen ever and we wanted to be that for other people and so we created this thing and hopefully people will be able to take our advice and our curriculum and use us as a sounding board and also a Rolodex to be able to get in touch with anybody that they want and to be able to do it. I feel like I was so timid for years, I was too scared to do anything and I kept on waiting for, you know, my ship to arrive that somebody was going to find me brilliant and give me money to make something and that just doesn't happen ever you have to be the one to do it yourself. And we want to chaperone these people who have taken a risk in making a short and help them to make their dreams come true. What will filmmakers learn at your lab if they won't make any other? So I don't know a bunch, I don't know many other labs. I don't know, I never got into any other labs, so I don't really know what they teach there. 
Um, I applied a whole bunch. I got a bunch of rejection letters. Uh, so I don't really know. I, I can tell you that the things that we're going to be teaching, I think it's just really going from ideation to self-distribution if need be. So we talk about the process of picking the right idea that you want to make a feature out of and how do you expand your short film into a feature. We've done that twice or three times now. And then going into production, finding the right producers, finding every juggernaut around you. How do you um, tap people who are going to be with you and champion your project and um, become your family, become the summer camp. Um, and then through Facebook ads and self-distribution and um, not listening to the bullshit. I think that's the main thing. I feel like there's so many people in Hollywood and all over the film community that are trying to convince you that if you make something small and incredible, that somebody's going to come along and it's going to be like deus ex machina, something's going to pluck you up out of obscurity. You have to be the one making yourself relevant. You have to be making movies that are relevant. Don't wait for anybody. It, it just It's just, Mark Duplass says that so well, the cavalry isn't coming, but you are the cavalry. And I think that's what this lab is going to do differently. It's going to train people to become their own cavalry. I think the lab is specifically good for independent filmmakers because they're so close. Really, I think for independent filmmakers, you're able to make something in a backyard with your friends that's 90 minutes. And if you focus on the right stuff, if you focus on pacing and delivery and performance and story and making something that makes people say, holy shit, I can't believe they did that, or I never thought about it that way, or I've never seen that before. Inspiring that kind of a reaction from an audience is something that doesn't really happen in the cinemas or at studios. They might have for a while, and sometimes one sneaks through that's actually quite compelling or moving or life-affirming. But really, independent films now have an incredible opportunity to provide stronger content than what the studios are doing. Look at A24. Look at all of these companies that are taking independent films and putting stuff that otherwise might not be in cinema, something that's rock and roll, something that's awesome and scary and cool. I think that's why this lab is good for independent filmmakers, and I think that's why the next 20 years is going to be incredible for independent filmmakers because Disney is buying all these companies and every movie is going to be just terrible. There's not going to be any real cursing in it. There's not going to be any real sex. There's not going to be any real violence. It's going to be so sterilized because Mickey Mouse is behind it all and they can't do that, but we can. There's great value in understanding every part of a film's life because you have complete control of your property. I've met too many filmmakers who make something, especially features, and the feature landscape, feature buying landscape has become so predatory where they're bringing in young kids, they're hoping that somebody's going to have been working on a project for two or three years, they're going to be tired of it, they just want to sell it. And they'll sell it for an astronomically low price because they don't want to have to think about doing distribution. But if you know how easy it is to do distribution and that that entire enterprise of 
low budget distribution or smaller distribution companies is going away in the next 15 years because anybody can do it through Facebook ads, I really think you won't get screwed. And I feel like there is just this market of people who go to film festivals whose agenda is to take all of your rights from you, to take all of your film's rights, all of your ideas forever. And they take it and they cut a shitty trailer and they make a stupid poster and they bury it and they don't spend the marketing dollars. You can literally do this yourself and you can do it better than them. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Because you're tired of your movie? I'm sorry. This is what, this is, it's 2018. This is how you make movies now. Are you looking for any specific type of film? No. For this iteration, we're not looking for any specific type of film. Um, we're looking for something that is actionable, for sure. Something that is a low budget is preferred. Something that can be made for a low budget is preferred, always, obviously. But no, no, we're not looking for a certain genre. We're not looking for anything. This was like a test run, and we've already gotten 105 submissions so far. And they're all really interesting and really different. And that's the benefit of this first iteration of the lab. We might do something that's like its own horror lab or its own sci-fi lab. But as of now, we just wanted to make something for anybody that wanted to submit. And because really I only put it up on my Twitter and on my Facebook that we even have a lab, um, most of the people that are submitting are people that like the same stuff that I do and that's why they followed me in the first place or are friends with me in the first place. So we have a, a couple of single take <laughs> films that have been submitted, which is always great. Um, but yeah, no, we're just looking for something compelling. We're looking for something that shows off character and just good short films. Yeah, I don't know. You know it when you see it. And I, yeah, it's given me a lot more respect for programmers at festivals. To I mean, they, they watch a lot of content, and when something strikes, it's so exciting to be for it to be a discovery of like, how did this not get into other film festivals? This is such an incredible piece of artwork. This could be such a good feature, and to think that that filmmaker had no idea that they were great or that that if they had a little bit of encouragement and a couple of producers come on and say, hey, this is how you do this. This is how you run a Kickstarter campaign for this project. Here is who you target to be able to bring in financers or help to bring in cast. To think of, that those people could have just been in obscurity in Afghanistan or in Idaho. It's like, it's such a, a crazy feeling to be like, we could we could make this movie that otherwise, or help this person to make this movie that otherwise might never have happened. It's a great feeling. Are you looking for any specific type of filmmaker? No, of course not. Uh, no, I mean, usually someone, you can tell. So when you're watching a movie and there's craftsmanship to it, where there are cinema, there's use of uh, the cinematic language to help tell a story, uh, that there's real cinematography and camera movement and reveals and you know, just like standard issue uh, cinematic storytelling, that helps because it shows that there's craftsmanship and that's what I think people like to see on the big screen. I feel like right now we're in this absolute glut of movies that lack cinema. There is no cinema at the movies now. It's like over-the-shoulder coverage of scenes and nobody's using the camera to help tell the story. So obviously if you're using the camera to help tell the story, that helps, but no, I, no, we, we really purposely black out any of the names of the people. We don't look at the 
director's statement until after the movie is done if we're considering picking them. We don't know if it's an animation, a documentary, a narrative. We don't know if it's a man or a woman, if it's a straight person or a gay person. We have, we have no idea until afterwards. Um, so no, we're not looking for any type of filmmaker. It can it can be anywhere. And actually, it's it's far more exciting to see a movie and you're like, oh my god, this like really that this dude made this movie or this person this movie was made by somebody for, where English is their second language and they're making this or their third language and they made this movie. It's great. No, we're not looking for a specific type of filmmaker. <laughs> I should have just said that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. There's your answer, John. What will the mentors be like? So once we pick the films that we want to create, once we pick the 10 films, we are going to pair the mentors basically from our Rolodex and probably reach out to people through Twitter if there's a perfect fit. Um, so as of now, we have people in development, people who are producers, people who are professional writers, really cool people like really big people who have are you know either friends of ours or reached out through twitter and we're like oh my god this could be such a cool thing count me in and yeah they're just going to come in for a single day and we're going to pair them specifically to a short film and they'll come in and advise the filmmaker um it's all taking place at my parents malibu house which is this like really beautiful small property by the beach It'll be five days, and we've taken out the backyard, so we're going to be, like, setting up tents. We're going to, like, sit on pillows. Everybody's an equal. Everybody's a fellow. And it's just going to be this fun kind of picnic where we get to pair filmmakers with people who have been very successful in the field that they want to be in or in the genre that they want to be in. So it's going to be really neat. I like how you're taking the, the backyard filmmaker idea into your own yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's one of the things on Kickstarter. They can donate a tent. So, like, if, if for 125 bucks, you can buy, like, a nice REI tent. And we're having a little plaque on the side of it of, like, this person stayed here in this tent. So when there are future iterations of the lab, and you're like, oh, cool, that filmmaker was here. That's so cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. What will a day at the lab consist of? What will a day at the lab consist of? So it really depends. The first few days will be curriculum and just everybody, we're going to send all the short films to the fellows so that everybody can be familiar with everybody's movies before they get there. And then also the first few days will just be us telling our story, opening it up for a Q&A. Then the second day, that's the first day. The second day is going to be when the mentors arrive and we get to pair with them. So it's still kind of this ideation phase of how do you turn this short film into a feature. And then it'll be more Q&A of just going through specific things that they have questions about. I don't know if anybody is actually the editor of their movie. We can do workshops for how to use certain cameras, how to use certain editing software, how to do VFX. Anything that they want to do, we can, we can do. And then I think the, the rest of the lab is going to be a writing period where people can go off into their own corners. We find a lot of success in that where everybody is able to use a laptop and go and work on their movies and actually workshop it. And then the producers, Ben and I, and any of the other fellows might be able to come by and check on progress throughout. Hopefully, attendees will be leaving with a toolbox to be able to make movies on their own, to make a feature film from soup to nuts, to go from ideation to self-distribution. So every step of the way, every 
every lesson that we've learned with no holds barred. Like I want to be able to show people how successful our Facebook ads have been and like how we use targeting, like basically showing the landscape of using the internet as your friend to connect to your audience and sell directly to them. So hopefully by the end of the lab, people will leave it thinking not just about how they're going to make this feature film in the next year, year and a half, but also how they are going to start a company to be able to make more movies, basically giving them the wings to be able to do their own thing and make their own projects. Will you be providing the attendees with any benefits after attending the lab, like staying in touch, helping them make their film? Absolutely, absolutely. And not just that, anybody that applies, we're sending out the written curriculum to them as well. So anybody that spends the $20 to submit their short film I feel so bad sending out rejection letters, and Ben and I were like, what are we gonna do? I was like, well, we can just give them everything. We should just give them everything that a fellow gets, and so they can still understand how we make movies, and they can still read about it. And then we're also filming these things. Um, we're filming some of the sessions, some of the curriculum stuff of us talking about movies in a really cool way, and those will probably be um, available on Vimeo, and we're gonna send those to everybody as well. So it's basically gonna be uh, all of the same classwork that you're getting, it's just, we can only fit 10 people in the backyard. Yeah, and then obviously I, everything, hopefully. I, I want to be able to track their projects and make sure that they're staying in task and making their movies and anything that we can do to help. I mean, I feel like I did this water bottle tour of Hollywood. I feel like I, I know enough people now that if there's something that's perfectly fit for, you know, topic or some, you know, focus features or some producer or some genre or whatever, I could definitely connect them to that. But I, you know, they should, the project stands by itself. They don't need me. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think really just like educating people on the new landscape of movies and then it's all bullshit. You just have to do it yourself. Like, don't listen to anybody that, like, or any gatekeeper that's like, oh no, you have to come in here and tell me about your movie and you have to read a screenplay and have a, a pitch packet. You have to have a, you know, graphic novel of your movie already, and then I'll consider making it. It's like, you can literally say, no, fuck you, I'm gonna run a Kickstarter campaign, and then I'm gonna own the movie afterwards, and I'm gonna be able to sell it myself. If you can do it yourself, you don't have to listen to anybody when they tell you no. Hopefully, when people leave the lab, they will have learned from our mistakes, and will be able to use the tools that we've developed, and lean on us to be able to do it themselves. I mean, that's what the fucking Duplass brothers do. Like. They work on a thousand different projects. They workshop people, you know, these things that otherwise might not happen. They had two fucking doc series with Netflix. They did Wild Wild Country and um, was it Psycho Genius? What was the Evil Genius? In two months, something like that, that they released it. It took forever, but they made these series. Like that's that's what they do. They, they you become a studio. Like, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to create ten other people who are doing it just like us. And there's power in numbers. Last question, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not really a question, is it? No. Okay. Do you have any closing remarks after this train? If somebody, if people don't really care. If someone what? just skips to the end of this podcast, what do you want them to do? <laughs> yeah, what if it was just a loud fight? What if it was like, like, there's just a fight in the recording booth? Like, what happened to this podcast that... Jim knocked out Dale. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come over here and say that shit. <laughs> um, I, no, I don't know. Uh, closing remarks. 
the cavalry isn't coming. And I know Mark Duplass said that years ago, but it really is true. Like I, like we we made this short film, Thunder Road, and I was only asking for financing to finance seventy seven other minutes of the movie, and we couldn't get anybody to help us. And we were really good candidates. I'm a nice guy. I'm enthusiastic. I'm decent to work with. I'm kind. And even we couldn't get help to do this thing. And that kind of made us kind of like, really? Like, well, what about all these other people? Like, is the is the market? Oh, the market's fucked. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's that sucks. That's crazy. Think of all these people who are waiting for, you know, their their boat to show up and pick them up and carry them in out of obscurity to make something. It's like, no, you have to do it. And that's what's great about it. If you can do it, and you can do it yourself, and you own your movie, it's a property that then you collect on forever. Joe Swanberg says that. Joe Swanberg says, I don't make any money off of one movie. I make money off of eight of my movies. Like, the guy made so much. The guy made, like, six feature films in one year or something. Look at his Wikipedia page. It's insane. It's crazy. It's too, I mean... I don't know how he survived it, but like seeing him do that is crazy, but that's a way you can make it. And like now he's directing all kinds of stuff. Like you just got to, you just got to make stuff. Don't write a script and expect somebody to read it. Nobody's going to fucking read it. Nobody's going to read your script. Record it as a podcast. Even then people, I I send out the Thunder Road feature in this screening platform called Indie.tv. It's really great. Um, not just because it's encrypted and all that stuff, but also you can see how much of the movie people watch and nobody's watching it really. They'll skim through it. Nobody gives a shit. People have other things to do. You have to be the one making something. You have to you have to build your own audience. You have to be making stuff that is cool for people and do it in ways that are better than what the studios are giving. Make something that's not sterilized. Show people what they want to see. Do the chaplain thing. Do the circus thing. Make people laugh. Make people cry. Don't wait. Don't wait for somebody to help you out because it's not going to happen. The sky is falling. Are you crying? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm crying. Are you crying? Yes, I'm crying. The film industry is dead. <laughs> Do it. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the No Film School podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. If you really like it, you can rate us on iTunes. It helps other people see that we exist. I'm uh, John Fusco. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore John underscore Jim. You can follow No Film School at No Film School. Stay tuned this Thursday for Indie Film Weekly, and we'll see you then. <laughs>